Well, hello there. It is great to see you again and welcome back to another installment of MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and this here is the show where we tackle extraordinary topics like IT system solutions, as well as cybersecurity analysis and assessments. And really, we welcome on extraordinary managed service providers to this space to get a few different things achieved. First off, we want to get some uh, feedback into what their world is like uh, running a business in this space. We also want to learn some of their industry insights in, in terms of what allows them to separate themselves from the rest of the pack and really differentiate their business to achieve the level of success that they have seen so far. And today we've got a awesome guest heat up for you coming to us from Vancouver, British Columbia today. We're going to be welcoming on Miss Teresa Joseph, the CEO of Tavanka. Now, Teresa and I, are, we're going to get into a deep conversation here today surrounding cybersecurity. Her company has a really big focus within cybersecurity as a whole, but a few other notes about Teresa before we bring her on. She's going to be featured in an upcoming edition of MSP Success Magazine, so be on the lookout for that. Additionally, uh, she started uh, a book on cybersecurity security and that's going to be released here in 2022 so be sure to be on the lookout for that as well hey let's go ahead and bring her on let's get today's conversation going Teresa. good to see you thank you for carving some time out of your day today we appreciate you uh welcome to the show hey good morning ryan it's really great to be here so yeah i'm super excited for that yeah, no, hey, we are we are excited to have you aboard today. And we're going to be talking about you, your company, Tavanka. Uh, and, but I think before we really get into the weeds of that conversation, why don't we zoom out a little bit for our audience? Why don't you tell me about just how it is that you got into the business as a whole? You know, what led you to IT solutions and cybersecurity? Give us that backstory, if you will. So I was always interested in technology. And I was one of those kids who would always take like things apart, cut some cables. And I learned that you shouldn't do that. But anyway, in my uh, early working life, I actually pursued a, a job as a medical assistant. I always okay. help people and I wanted to work and just impact their life in a positive way. So, um, yeah, I worked in the medical office and we had a lot of technical tests that we had to do with them. So, for example, like heart monitoring, stress tests, like all of this kind of work and um People would come in and then I sat there and technology would failing them. And I kind of was a little bit like, why is this happening? All the staff members would get stressed about it and I feel bad for them. So I started troubleshooting whatever was going on, just learning bits by bits to have things up and running when, um, yeah, patients would come in to not spend as many time there. And then soon enough, I would take over other tasks, looking after the backup, implementing new software, even training my colleagues on things. So even if I'm not there, they could troubleshoot on their own and just make sure everything is running. Awesome. So, so you've got a really interesting background in that not only do you're coming from the medical field, but I see here in my notes, I mean, you were with a medical practice in Germany. Here we are talking to you being the CEO of a company based out of Vancouver, British Columbia in a completely different industry. So talk to us about that long road. How did you end up here, you know, in British Columbia and, uh, you know, as the CEO of Danka? Yeah, you're right. It's a long, it was a long way and a kind of difficult way. Um, so back at home in Germany, we do require, or we have an, um, dual education, which requires us to mm -hmm. go to school and then as well go to work. And at my time at school, I just met other apprentices mm -hmm. from other offices who struggled kind of with the same technology or similar issues that I encountered in my, um, practice. 
And then I began to wonder, like, how can I help them and just make things more efficient? But it wasn't really at the point where I wanted to leave the job that I was in at the moment. And then coincidentally, I also met um, a younger woman at the practice. She was a patient of ours. She was in her early 20s, really smart. We had the same interests. Um, kind of, yeah, we bonded right away. And she had to come in regularly because she had cancer. And um, unfortunately, soon after she died, she just lost the fight against it. And I was devastated. When her parents came in and just notified us, um, I didn't know how to react. At some point, I didn't even know where I was. And I kind of felt helpless because I was there to support them. And I couldn't do it, really. And then I noticed, okay, medical, um, being in the medical field is probably not what I want to be in my whole life. But I did learn during the last um, or the past months that I'm able to help people in just fixing the technology and really making an impact that way. Sure, sure. And an impact, I mean, in an ever-changing landscape, a technological landscape, that is, that especially with all the advancements we've seen in the last 10 to 20 years, let alone the last 50 years, I mean, boy, is there ever a need for, you know, that type of work for people today and businesses for today. Um, so one of the big topics on this show, Teresa, that we love to discuss with the MSPs that come aboard is, is this idea of differentiation, you know, this idea of separating your company from the rest of the pack and really helping to allow you guys to stand out as, as true experts in the field. Talk to me about it, how it is that you guys differentiate to Vanka from other businesses. What is your secret sauce, if you will? Yeah. So, uh, we base ourselves on three important pillars. One is communication then we have the documentation and the security. Communication is our highest value and um, it's clear, right? We need to know what our clients' issues are. Where do they want to go? Where do they want to be in five to 10 years? Because only when we know this, we can uh, provide appropriate solutions and as well advice. The second one is documentation. I'm a huge fan or almost nerd of documentation because you have to document everything the right way and make it easy, accessible for technicians to troubleshoot things right away and just work their way through, but also able, uh, being able to just create new systems on top of what is already existing. You can only do this with the knowledge that is in place. And another point that's coming into the importance of documentation is Let's say you have like an older staff member, an office manager, or someone who's overlooking everything, but they retire. Best case, they retire. And then you're losing all this knowledge when they leave your office. So you want to make sure that really stays no matter if people go or um, like when they go. So mm -hmm. documentation. And then, as I mentioned, security. It's so important to level up the IT security stack on each business to make sure they are um, prepared for local or global threats that are coming from yeah, all sides pretty much. Sure. So, so communication, documentation, security being kind of the three pillars that hold up to Vank as, as a company, really. Speaking of security, I mean, hey, that's why you're here. We want to get into the conversation surrounding cybersecurity. Talk to me about your opinion overall on cybersecurity these days. I did just mention, obviously, this landscape is ever-changing, uh, but we've seen a lot of advancements in the last 10 to 20 years. This conversation has just crept to the forefront of everybody's minds these days. Talk to me about your opinion on cybersecurity. 
So cybersecurity is the most important thing when you enter the network, like wherever you are. Cybercrime doesn't know any borders. It's globally. Everyone will be affected one or the other way. And we just want to make sure that our clients or even like partners, vendors, anyone that we communicate and work with will be protected um, from cybercrime. And one really important thing, I just um, yesterday looked at the Canadian statistics again for 2020. Just in BC alone, we had 14, about 14,000 reported um, cybercrime attacks. That's, it, that's huge. And then wow. when you look at, exactly, right? And then when you look at Vancouver, there are almost 9,000 threats just alone here. So I just want to make sure everyone that I serve is really protected and like all the data is safe. Sure. So, so speaking of that, you know, as a takeaway, if you will, for some of the audience members out there watching today's episode, uh, do you maybe have some recommendations for businesses or individuals on how they could kind of protect themselves from different cybersecurity risks that are out there these days? Oh yeah, for sure. There are a couple of things, what every business owner can do, even without spending a lot of money or like outsourcing their IT. So first mm -hmm. of all, you want to make sure that your operating system, no matter which one you use, OS, Windows, Linux, and everything should be up to date. 20% of cyber attacks are actually based on vulnerabilities that are coming from the operating system, which is insane. And then um, third-party applications, same issue, just other applications. Make sure they are up to date. If you don't use them, then just delete them from your phone or your workstations, wherever they are. And then third, um, the third point is a proper backup solution. Make sure you choose a solution that is safe against ransomware and also test it on a regular basis because without testing, without knowing it's working, you might invest your money in something that isn't really working at the end mm -hmm. of an emergency case. And the last one, um, I have two more points and they actually go hand in hand. It's um, for any staff members in an organization. First is to have like a really good cyber hygiene. That means you really um, take care of the passwords. You don't share them. You have a proper password policy set that everyone can follow easily. And again, that comes hand in hand with awareness training. And just staff members need to know what can they do? What should they do? Where do they have to watch out for? That's really important. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up employees because that's that's what seems to always be a big topic on this show is that while, yes, employees of a company can be your greatest asset, they can also be your greatest risk in a lot of in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways when it comes to cybersecurity. Um, do you talk to me maybe a little bit about some of the educational work that you guys do when you're forming your partnerships with various businesses and companies and working with them to, to reinforce their cybersecurity systems? Talk to me about this idea of education and where that comes into play with the businesses that you work with. So we actually um, perform awareness trainings with our clients and just get everyone into a group, um, show them examples, right? What's going to happen if you click some links? Um, where like the biggest threats as well, like just making them aware that all the news that we're seeing in like everyday's life, like, oh, this big company got hacked and it's like a million, two million, million dollar of damage. This happens to bigger ones and it's only reported, but there's so much more crime going on for smaller businesses that is not reported in the news. Most people don't know about it. 
And then a big thing is really like showing them what's like, what are the examples? I have one good one from, from myself. I got an email from LinkedIn. Um, it looked like it looked seriously the same mm -hmm. way the notification looks like a friend request. And then um, just within a second, I was like, wait a minute, that's not the email I signed up. Like I have two email addresses, yeah. right? one private and one for the business. I was like, that's not the email address I signed up with, with LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So I got more curious. I put like both of the invitations next to each other. They were identically just like fully copied in their visual appearance. The only, um, the only, thing where you could see that's a spam or like a phishing attack is in the email sender they hide their name but also in the email address that sent it or like two letters were swapped and it was really hard to see so i do understand if staff members are just going ahead clicking like hey i want to connect with this person and then um they're gonna be a victim of phishing attacks yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you sharing that personal story because I mean, yes, it can happen to any of us, not just businesses, but obviously, you know, personal individuals. And and then then comes the whole question of, of personal bank information and that kind of thing. You never want to, you know, obviously that's a terrible conversation to, to even dive into. But that being said, in your work with clients, uh, you know, let's say a client reaches out to Tavanka and your team and, and they're interested in, you know, just being evaluated, maybe just making sure that they have their ducks in a row and everything's looking ship shape when it comes to the infrastructure they have in place to make sure that they are, you know, doing what they can to mitigate cybersecurity risk. Do you guys go about doing any sort of uh, assessment or, or anything like that for companies? Yeah. So before we start to work with a company, we always do a risk security assessment to just see mm -hmm. what's going on. What are the steps that we have to perform? Because we want to be fair like for everyone here, we don't know like in which position they are. So we have to perform the step and like kind of create a roadmap and just explaining what do they have to implement to come to a secure state. And yeah, that helps a lot. Like for all of our clients, it worked really well. And they were able to also create a budget and work their way up to implement more security stacks. Yeah. And, and that sounds like such a beneficial process for anybody that's in our audience that's thinking to themselves, well, maybe this is something I should be doing. I should probably look into this because maybe I did it a year or two ago and things are ever changing. I mean, we said it at the top of the, the show today. I mean, the, this landscape is always moving, always changing. And, and uh, there's not really a one size fits all you know, approach to some of these situations. Every business is different. You know, there's so many different variables at play here. Um, well, let me ask you this then, Teresa, if, uh, if somebody out there in our audience is interested in a cybersecurity assessment and maybe uh, just kind of getting you and your company's take on their current, you know, infrastructure and what they have in place, how could somebody go about getting in touch with your company to maybe undergo that, that cybersecurity risk assessment? Yeah, great question. So they can either go to our website, which is banka.ca slash security. So they will be already guided through the um, to scheduling a security risk assessment, or they can also give us a call at 778-650-3490 um, to just like um, discuss a couple of questions they have beforehand and then scheduling an appointment. 
Sure. All talks or it all starts with just a, a simple conversation. It sounds like, but uh, Hey, Teresa, you know, before we bring our conversation to a head, uh, you know, I always like to kind of leave our audience with an idea of what we can think, you know, what we can expect with cybersecurity in the future. You know, it's an ever growing, ever changing area of conversation. What do you view for cybersecurity in the future? What, what, what do you expect to happen here? Maybe in the next five, 10 years when it comes to this, this conversation as a whole. That's a tough question because, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we do know that um, cybercrime is increasing everywhere and that cybercriminals, they find holes everywhere. They kind of get their um, their urge to just find more holes and just like being mm -hmm. curious. So we have to be more protected. We have to stack up on every system that we have. We have to implement multi-factor identification and also everyone should look into cybersecurity insurances. And the reality is if we don't have certain um, security stacks set up in the business, we might be not able to even get a cybersecurity insurance to get some money back in the case of an event. Wow. All right. Well, hey, I mean, a lot to think about and consider there when it comes to the future of cybersecurity. But hey, Teresa, really appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us on the show today to talk about Tavanka and the services you guys offer and all the great work that you do up there in British Columbia uh, for your clients. Uh, you know, just appreciate you and, and hopefully we'll have you back on to the show down the road. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to be here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, to thank you guys, right? Our audience for jumping aboard the show today, being a part of it. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, maybe you benefited from any bit of the conversation today, do us a favor, like the show, comment on it, subscribe to it on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you feel would benefit from these types of conversation. You know, Teresa and her team at Tavanka are doing a fantastic job for their clients up there in British Columbia and and really, you know, doing all they can when it comes to cybersecurity as a whole. Uh, so really, there's a lot of great conversations to be had with her and her team. So again, if, if this is something that interests you, you're interested in maybe that cybersecurity risk assessment, we're going to throw the link up at the bottom of the screen one more time. That's www.tavanka.ca slash cybersecurity. For Ms. Teresa Joseph, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we thank you for joining us on today's edition of MSP Success Spotlight.